Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads podcast. And I am talking to Greg. I am not going to attempt your last name, sir. Can you say it? Uh, Cadwallader. That's not that hard. I should have just gone for it. Um, from oh, Secured Roofing and Restoration. restoration. Um, I, we're talking about what does a roofing marketing manager do? And we're going to give some kind of workflow a little bit, what to look for, job description type stuff. We're going to talk through a lot of nuances of marketing manager in the roofing industry. You can check this if you're a, a marketing manager yourself, like, hey, I'm sanity check. Is this what I should be doing? Um, and also, we're going to talk about some mistakes um, that we've made. We've both been marketing managers before and things that we might have done differently. Etc. and how to get the most out of uh, your time. So what are the skills, would you say? Let's say you're considering going working for a roofing company as a marketing manager or a marketing assistant. What are the skills that you would ideally have in that scenario for, let's say you were hiring a marketing manager today? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've been through the interviewing process with a couple people and hired some and made some mistakes in there and kind of narrowed it down to where, um, you know, roofing background does help, you know, coming from a spot where you know about it. But really, the big thing for us is that we're looking at these days is uh, skill sets. You know, a lot of people look at uh, degrees and um, kind of where they came from, but more of the, the Photoshop and uh, video uh, editing and those types of things, because content's really driven with, uh, photos and videos. And that's really where you start to rank a little more. Um, but a lot of graphic design and those types of things, I think you're really, uh, the skill sets that can be taught are, you know, the Facebook ads and the analytics, but the graphic design is really, um, where we need help. And, you know, that I found when I'm looking for hiring somebody is really what we're looking at. So if you're a, a owner of a company and you're trying to hire somebody like, do you need them to be kind of strategic or do you just need them to be a doer? Let's say you're okay. You're okay at posting on Facebook yourself. You've kind of been in this, maybe you've done even some videos for yourself, but you're trying to hire this out. Like, do they need to be strategy brain? Or can they be just a doer and you, you tell them what to do? I think a combination of both. You know, I think it's someone having some strategy in there is, is good to bounce ideas off, you know, and have somebody that's willing to kind of take the lead on some ideas and give out ideas. I don't think you just want somebody that's just going to do stuff for you and do what I say. I think um, having that free thought and talk back and forth really brings out the best for both sides, you know. Um, have an employee that gives that feedback to you and those ideas really helps you work through things that you may, you know, kind of see stuff, you know, the, the things that I tell, uh, you know, people when we have them or hire them assistants, um, I say, bring me three, you know, so for going through a design or a logo or, a, you know, a piece of art or something, I said, bring me three. So then we're, they're giving their three ideas. We look at them and then we kind of mess with them and get the best one. So it's kind of, somebody that can free think for themselves. You can kind of let them be, you don't have to micromanage them and really takes the lead and is willing to be kind of put themselves out there. I've had uh, people working for me that required constant, like this is what to do next. And that can be draining. Um, yeah. So having 
So having somebody that knows how to come, hey, if I've done these five things before and they got a result, if if I don't currently have a big push on, let's say a bunch of print stuff or whatever, and I, I have this extra time, I can come up with new stuff that's kind of like these five things <laughs> that got a result. I think that that's really really important because you do not want to have to have somebody that always comes to you and says, what's next? What's next? What's next? It's funny. Sometimes the people that are like high achievers in one way can't figure out like self, like coming up with their own stuff. I've had people that are very high achiever. They get a lot done, but then they're always asking you for something else. It's like, I need you to figure that. I need you to learn over time. Maybe it's not the first three months, but over time, I need you to learn how to do and come up with new things that are going to get a positive result. That's part of what I'm paying you for, you know? Um, Okay. So do they need, you said they may not need to know Facebook ads and analytics when they start though. Yeah. I mean, that's about uh, that. Yeah. So, you know, I hired a guy and uh, he's since moved on. He's working for a national TV show now. Um, but, you know, I brought him in and we kind of talked back and forth and, you know, he told me that he could do the Facebook ads and the analytics and Google and everything of the sort, which I was really needing, you know, for him to do and kind of take that off my plate so I could be in meetings and kind of help grow and talk with owners and then implement things down. So he came in, he didn't know the ads like I thought he did. He kind of didn't know the things that he was talking about. So I let him go within two days because, you know, as soon as you start tying people into all your, you know, back in analytics, all your CRMs, and you start making people involved, it's really hard to pull them out sometimes because you get them so mm-hmm. intertwined. So I had to make a quick decision, um, got rid of him. And then two weeks later, I called him back and I realized that I could teach him. But the video and the graphic design, um, I really couldn't. So that's kind of, mm. you know, that set that, I've learned that it's not necessarily the ad part of it because, you know, YouTube, you can watch a YouTube video, you know, YouTube's your friend. Um, you can pop on there, you know, watch some of your podcasts, watch some of your videos and I can learn a couple things and maybe put something in place for the time being to kind of patch it before I can have a call with you guys at hook, you know, since you guys help me out, I can get on a call with you guys. You guys help me through it, but I could at least get something out in the meantime. Um, so mm-hmm going through that side of the, the ads was I thought the focus, but really the graphic design and video side of it is really what you can't teach. That's learned by somebody. And that's mm-hmm. really on somebody's time with their creative mind to see it and actually do it. And you can't teach that. It's crazy how big of a asset that is. And I, I started in graphic design and everything. And I was just, you know, it is kind of a commodity, you know, let's say you have five people that all do that. It's kind of, it kind of blends together, but if you can't, it's a big difference, you know, and right. man, it's just funny how much, maybe it's just cause I am have that background, but like when I see a, a candidate or a current employee that just gets that stuff and they're pretty solid, it's just very attractive yeah. <laughs> um, because I think like, it's just, um, well, we all, it's kind of like they say you eat with your eyes first. You know, it's same with content. It's same with everything on the, on, on the line, I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying though. Um, okay. So what are some common mistakes a roofing marketing manager might make? 
Uh, man, I think the, the biggest thing that we make mistakes on is uh, just not tracking things well, not staying on top of the ads um, when we put it out there. Um, having content that, you know, we may think uh, it's hard to say these days. You know, you got to be careful with what you put out there. You know, the content you put yeah. out. Everybody, yeah. everybody's on the edge these days. You know, and I started yeah. doing uh, Fridays. I started putting out, you know, memes and just kind of funny posts and stuff like yeah. that. Um, being able to walk that line in the content you put out, um, but also mm. making sure that your brand stays the same across everything that you put out. You know, mm. we like get creative with things, but you need to make sure your logo staying the same, um, yeah. you know, your staying the same, and you really stay on point to your brand because you know people like yeah. to. Um, you know, we opened a couple branches, you put new managers in, in there and they start messing with your logo on shirts and messing with, uh, you know, things in print. And you got to make sure that that brand really stays the same because that's your identity as a company. So um, I think that's kind of the biggest thing. And then also not trying to chase something that's not working, you know, just because you have an idea that this should work. You have analytics to back you up saying it's not working. Stop chasing it. Stop throwing money yeah. down that it may not pan out. I'll give one little example of that. I I saw this guy at a trade show recently who had a giant camera gig. Do you have a nice camera gig? So I, I don't want to talk shit about this if it's if you have a super nice camera gig. We have a nice camera. Rig. Okay. So anyways, this guy though, he wasn't ranking for his city plus his service. And I challenged him on it. And he had this really nice camera set up and he looked pretty mad at me for challenging him on it. Um, I think like video can be, and I think that this is in particular for a lot of early companies can be a wild goose chase a little bit sometimes. I think it's good, but if, if you don't get the main things down, like brand, like website, like ranking, like getting traffic, then if you're just sitting there on video, the reason I say that, unless you're willing to invest in getting those videos out facebook doesn't give you a lot of organic reach anymore and so it's kind of it's just a lot it's a lot to you you need to if you're going to do video if you're going to go all in on video i love video but it's just like you're gonna need to spend money and i i've had a client where we were doing video for them for a while maybe a year year and a half um and they weren't they weren't uh, promoting the videos on Facebook. They weren't putting any ad budget behind them. I almost coached them out of it, out of doing video anymore, because I just know, I, I see it's like 70 views. I'm sorry, it's not enough. Even yeah. if you share it on your personal, it's just, so it's kind of trying to find, make sure that if you're going to do something, do it right, you know, yeah. or don't do it. You know, like if you're going to spend money on um, video equipment, make sure you're spending money on Google or on um, Facebook promotion you know you're promoting those videos to the right people no and that was uh you know with you know the guy that we had previously i haven't put out a lot of video content for that reason he was very good at it yeah i can slap something together yeah. but it's to look professional so why am i going to put it out yeah. um we still do use a lot of the videos but it was a lot of video testimonials from customers so yeah. we'd actually go that's good those are those stay good for a while that's yeah. awesome so we'd go sit down with a homeowner and we just ask him questions. How was the build? How did things go? What didn't you like? You know, what could have been better? You know, and they, you know, we'd kind of just talk them through it, edit it and uh, put these, you know, 
30 to 45 second videos out with te uh, testimonials and they, they went really well. Um, and some of them are a year old. I still use them and I still put some spend behind them and put them out when I need to just kind of get a name out in that area. And um, it, that's worked. But, you know, you got to be careful with it, too, because on the roofing side of it, um, you know, not everything's perfect, but you got to be careful. You know, the construction side of it's a construction site. So what you're filming and, you know, mm -hmm. not, you know, some yeah. names, on buildings, you know, homeowners, you don't want to give out their addresses yeah. and names and, um, you mm -hmm. know, just kind of it's an active construction site. So just kind of, you know, be careful out on the jobs. And uh, competitors like to comment on Facebook videos all the time. I've noticed roofing guys love commenting on that shit. They're always yeah. like, Oh, OSHA doesn't live around you. I see something that's not OSHA compliant or something. You're like, geez, man. Uh, life. Dude. And that's, then that's one of the, one of the things, make sure everybody's tied in, make sure everything's compliant. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things too. We had it, um, uh, insurance reasons, you know, uh, an insurance mm -hmm. company brought up a, a couple videos and uh, posts that we had from like 2017, um, hmm. just some snapped photos and some of them were stock images and they were questioning us about the stock images. And I'm like, hmm. they're stock images. And they're like, well, they're not tied down and you're promoting that they're not tied down. And I'm like, they're literally stock images that are found on a website that was put in there from a yeah. prior like you know and it was yeah so you still got to be careful what you're putting out there because you know you got to think of those insurance. so yeah any any wild goose chase marketing activities that don't move the needle like um anything that you feel that you know like kind of is is attractive to do but you found doesn't really necessarily create opportunities hmm you know, Facebook at times has given me problems. You know, it, at, at one point I had uh, our cost per lead, I had it under $10. I had it down to like $8 per lead, um, which is really good. And then, you know, kind of COVID came about and uh, it started jumping up. So I kind of started, I kept kind of messing with it. Why am I jumping up all of a sudden? And then it got up to like 30, 40. Um, and I kind of kept going up. And then all of a sudden with Facebook, um, I started getting ghost leads like i'd get you know five hmm. leads and i'd give them out and nobody knew they didn't sign up for it um hmm. so they had no idea who we were and um how they got our information and so i was like okay and i kind of you know brushed it to the side that's a bad batch and ran some more ads and all of a sudden i got it again i got another sheet full of leads that people didn't know who we were um so I kind of paused Facebook there for a little bit, but, you know, and then I started chasing it again. And, you know, it's kind of that thing again, if I'm, if I'm somehow jumping into a, a spot with Facebook to where I don't know how it was happening. So I, I kind of took a mm -hmm. pause back before I spent any money more into that. But um, I think the biggest, the biggest thing with, you know, dumping money into somewhere that may not go is mailers too, you know, mm -hmm. uh, if you don't have a way to track, you know, mailers, you know, cause that's a common way to get stuff out there too, is yeah. uh, you can send thousands of mailers that aren't performing either. So um, yeah. it could just be a couple of words are off. So you got to make sure that you're not just yeah. dumping a bunch of money out there with mailers that aren't performing. So you really got to be able to track things, I think, to figure out where it works. But I think mailers is a way that you can dump some money into and kind of just go down yeah. that route with it. Do you sometimes, I'm just curious for myself, do you sometimes feel like you're competing with outside vendors? I know you'd talked about like, 
the idea of going after TV really hard or something like that, like definitely some of these things end up being like a lot of money. We're, we're expensive too. So like, how do you kind of keep the right mindset as a marketing manager to be like, I need to do these heavy duty things, but I, I don't want to, I don't want it to affect my salary. How do you kind of balance that? Um, and I, I appreciate you being generous with this. this is a very kind of an intimate question. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, with a salary and the bonus structures and stuff like that, it's as long as I feel that I'm doing the best that I can improving why I'm spending that money, you know, cause as a marketing manager, usually, you know, getting a budget's one thing, but spending it wisely and proving that you're, you're worth it, you know, you're worth that money and that you're worth whatever you're asking for. Um, you really got to prepare yourself to go fight for more money. Cause a lot of owners, um, you know, I've come across and me, I've been my own, you know, I've owned my own business as well Is why do I want to spend that money there? You know, and when you get questioned in this feedback of, you know, well, why do you need more money? We already gave you enough money. Well, this is performing really well over here. Well, we need to be on TV. We need to be here. Well, you know, those bigger ticket items is good for brand awareness and stuff like that, but they don't really convert sometimes, you know, so your conversion cost mm -hmm. is really what you need to pay attention to when you're spending that type of money. And sometimes the TV ads are hard to track. Um, and yeah, I do protect it a little bit. And some of these old, some of these old school methods like magazines and TV and so, some of them like their salespeople and their system, it, and like even house, I saw a guy spend 25 K on house yeah. ads, like, and they get like, they gave him one video and like, supposedly he was a featured listing, got zero leads, 25 K. Like they don't give a shit about like pissing your money down the drain. So it's kind of like, you got to watch it with bigger comp like, and I, I, I'm being that like, watch out for corporations guy, but there is a little bit of that. You got to watch cause they don't care. They'll take well, your money and just piss it. Like that's real. So you're talking about house. Yeah. They've called me a bunch and I, I don't yeah. do business. With them. Uh, I don't do anything in print really. Yeah. If I'm going to do anything in print, it's something that I'm mailing and direct mailing myself. Um, yeah. We do have a, a, a big retirement center around here, the villages, um, which is a massive area. So we do uh, advertise in some of their print just because they do read it. Mm. And that graphic still. Reads I like those. when it gets very specific. I like right. it. Like, I do, I do appreciate that. But just the other, the other side of print is like glamour print. Yeah. Like there'll be like a, like a. We're exclusive. Uh, even, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they do. They're trying to make you feel ego in regards to the print, and I just watch out for that kind of stuff because that can be a low converting uh, endeavor. Like just watch doing marketing activities. I probably need to watch this too sometimes for ego because sometimes that's then that's something that's attractive to business owners sometimes is like oh we need that we need that giant billboard because it makes me feel cool on the way into the city or whatever we looked at billboards but you know back to the the companies if you're paying attention to what's really happening and as far as the home improvement category goes for like you said house well now home advisor you know so Angie's list. So now Angie's Angie yeah. and then Home Advisor's Angie leads. So Home Advisor's yeah. now Angie's list. So they've joined. Angie's has actually bought some roofing companies. So now they actually mm -hmm. own some roofing companies. They may not say or preferred partners or what they call it, but they are with one of my buddies, you know, another competitive uh, 
one of our competitors here, they now are running his roofing company. So at what point mm -hmm. do those leads actually filter to me? Are they going to them first? And if they don't convert them, are they selling me those leads? Um, and a lot of those things with those types of things, um, you're putting reviews on their websites. So I don't control those yeah. reviews. I don't control those pages. Yeah. So if anything happens to where um, I have to stop spending money on those websites, then I lose you know, my page with all my leads on it. So my ratings. Yeah. So I'd rather drive the ratings to Google or to Facebook and to pages that I control. For a marketing manager in the roofing business, what does an average day or week look like? Yeah. So like I said, it's kind of changes minute by minute as people walk into your office. But um, yeah. no, I mean, you try to plan the best you can. You know, usually what I do is I, I first come in, I'm pulling up whatever ads I have going out, checking the analytics on it seeing how it's performing, you know, if it's not performing well, I may, you know, kill it and then start afresh and change the words around. Or if something's performing a little better in one of my ads, cause I usually try to run multiple at a time to see what's performing and what's not performing. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the first thing I check and then change those around. Um, look at any print, any material, you know, or I constantly have different contracts that we have to change out. Because when you're thinking of a, a marketing person, it's also handling most documents that come into the office mm. as well. Yeah. Uh, get organized, upload into our CRM, make sure the documents have a logo on it, all the correct information, and they can change all the time. Our documents change just because of laws or you know some little different wording that an attorney didn't like that we need to put in there. And um, so it's just a lot of uh, a lot of meetings and a lot of trying to explain yourself, you know, why you're spending that money, getting the leads out. I'm in charge of, you know, when the leads come in, I got to hand them out. So um, mm -hmm. just making sure everything's out to the right people and tracking, tracking everything, track, tracking the lead conversions as well. Because if they're not converting, then why aren't they converting? Am I getting good leads? Am I getting bad leads? Am I giving them to the right sales guys? Am I giving them wrong, to the wrong sales guys? Mm -hmm. so a lot of tracking on that side as well to make sure that the leads that you get are quality and they are converting. Awesome. Well, Greg, you sound like a, a badass at this, by the way. So if, if we were looking to attract a roofing marketing manager like yourself, um, what would you put out for a job description? Um, what would you, if you were trying to find somebody that was, um, that you'd want to work for you, uh, what would you put in the job description to attract that person? Yeah, it's funny. They tell me, you know, what do you want your job title to be? I was like, I don't care. This is what you're going to pay me. So, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> one of those things where uh, if I'm putting an ad out, you know, I put one out recently and it's, uh, again, it's, you know, somebody, people don't understand either that Facebook, Instagram and all those things are great. But when you're applying for a job, people can see all that stuff too. And I know people check on me when, you know, I've applied for jobs in the past. So careful what you kind of put out there. Um, but also, you know, when I look for somebody, I'm looking for somebody that's well-spoken that you know, I get along with, it comes in, um, and can really just kind of present themselves well, you know, and, and you can kind of tell that when you get that feedback, when you interview somebody, um, you know, that they're, they're going to be able to carry a conversation, you know, are respectable, can look you in the eye, carry the conversation. And like you said, at the beginning of this, where you don't have to pull them, where they're always coming to you, what's next, what's next, what's next where they're telling me what they can do and they're telling me what they're going to do. When I come in, I'm going to do this. I can do this and have that kind of, uh, you know, belief in themselves. But again, on paper, when I first look at it, when I'm putting that out, I am looking for 
ad design, video design, and more of those types of things now. And then I can help with the analytics side if they don't have that experience. Yeah, um, can learn analytics, can learn Facebook right. ads, et cetera. So maybe they have a couple of these skill sets, but then like, are you the type of person that learns quickly and, and is productive right. basically? Yeah. You want someone that's definitely, uh, you know, teachable and doesn't, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I've carried throughout, you know, my careers and whatever businesses I've had, I've very diverse background and all sorts of things and just kind of, uh, end up in a management position because I'm able to, you know, kind of juggle things a lot and keep an open mind. And I think that's a lot of the things that, you know, you get somebody that comes in and they think they already know everything. You know, I, that's, it's hard to work with somebody like that. And it's hard to teach somebody because they already think they know everything and come into an interview and think that you don't know everything. The minute to me, when I think that I have learned everything and I know everything, I'm failing myself because I know there's room to grow and I know there's things I don't know and that I should know and keep learning. So I think having somebody that can come in with an open mind and uh, just not think that they know everything, which is tough these days, you know, especially with the younger generation, um, you know, and the job market being good kind of puts it in a little bit of a squeeze, like where it's like, can I get by without this, like without this person being humble, <laughs> it's yeah. hard. It's, you kind of need humility to learn. And that's the only way they're going to do it. So just someone that's willing to learn and just always know that you don't know everything. I mean, I'm sure you're figuring stuff out new every day and that, you know, you mm -hmm. always want to learn to its best for your clients and make sure you're giving out the best information. Greg, thank you so much for chatting. We're going to actually put together an ideal marketing manager job description um, and put it in the the description of this video and on the blog post that we're going to embed this video into. So check that out. Um, Greg, I know that, uh, is it, it might not be your audience for, you know, what you guys are trying to do, but would you like to just share your guys' website? Sure. Uh, you can reach us at www.securedroofingandrestoration.com. Um, you guys built the website. Looks great. Really helped us out with that and, uh, maintain it. So, um, if you're interested in checking out any work that they've done, you can go visit us there. Um, they're constantly helping us with the SEO. Uh, we're putting some more design into it right now, actually, in the background that uh, you guys are finishing helping us build out. And we're growing that page out. So um, go in there, check it out. Location pages you guys have helped with. See the blog content that they write for us and uh, uh, just check us out. But uh, we appreciate the work you guys do for us as well. Thank you so much, man. Um, and this has been the Hook Better Leads podcast, hookagency.com, hook agency all over social. Thank you for listening and watching. Bye.